this episode, we'll be learning a lot of vital things about relationships from two very wonderful and amazing people who I am blessed to know. They are young, vibrant, and talented professionals in Germany. Welcome to the show, Yanoluwa and Faithful. How are you doing? Uh, we are doing fine. Thank you so much for inviting us to um, have this conversation with you. It's a privilege. And um, are you happy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to hear the questions and your answers. Oh, <laughs> so, my answer. You're looking for things from me. Okay, I want cool. to get some things from you. So. Yeah, I mean, I want to get some things from both of you together. <laughs> and that's why I'm so proud, delighted, and blessed. And thankful again that you, you are joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk for a soulful conversation about relationship or marriage and all that it entails. Like, I'm looking forward to learning that from you. But before we, we get started, I would just love us to start with like an introduction question. Like, can you like brief, um, introduce yourself briefly? Like, can we get to know you a little bit? Ladies first. Just threw the hot mic at me. <laughs> so, um, my name is Iano Lua Andere now. Um, I'm a project manager in Germany. I've lived in Germany for about three years. I'm a Christian. I love God. Um, and I'm always looking for an opportunity to grow. Nice. I'll first say that I love God because that's the first question. <laughs> that's the first question they asked me when I went to ask for her hand in marriage in her family. Is it you love God? That's the first thing we want to know. So I love God. And um, yeah, so I'm faithful, Anere, and um, I'm first of all a husband to this beautiful woman. And um, my career is um, I'm a DevOps engineer. And I'm Nigerian and living in Hamburg here. And um, um, what else? I'm a child of God, like I said in the beginning. And um, yeah, brief summary of who I am. Yes, oh, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much for for that. And I love the fact that you know you 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 mentioned it that you are Christians and you know holding and being proud of that. Of that identity in Christ, basically, I love that. So I'm also a Christian, <laughs> so I, I, you know that's why I'm also motivated to be having this conversation with you because I'd love to know about you know relationship, courtship, marriage, you know, in the Christian community, mm-hmm. in the Christian body. So I, I love just us to start with the beginning of the whole beginning of the story. Like, how did you meet? Who saw who first? Who met who first? Did I open the? Did you see me first or did I see you first? Don't lie. Okay, so maybe I should start okay. and then you Just can kidding. jump yeah. in because I think my yeah. passion is more closer to the truth. <laughs> 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 so, um, so I was doing my final year of my bachelor degree mm-hmm. and I was doing a study abroad mm-hmm. year in Malaysia. So I was attending, it's so funny, there was a redeemed pastor that had served in Zambia at some point and he was very close to my dad. So when I was going to Malaysia, my dad basically handed me over to this pastor. That was where I met him. So he had been in the choir for a few years. At that point, he had been in Malaysia for a while. Um, I don't remember seeing you the very first Sunday I came. So actually, I think you saw me first. Uh, you always see everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't really pick out his face because there were so many people. Yeah. But basically, he called me mm. out in front of the church. I mean, like, oh, which department mm. will you join? 
and I had been in the ushering department for years, and I saw that there was only, I think, one usher that particular day. So I saw there was a need, so I said I was going to the ushering department. And then, yeah, there was just a day I was trying to charge my phone. He was playing the piano close to the sockets, (laughs) and he just randomly asked me, like, where are you from? He didn't even say hello or anything. He just, where are you from? Because I've seen you around, something like that. I don't know, maybe you can clarify if I need something. The, the, I mean, she she came to the church, um, and I remember. Well, this this thing is everywhere. Where when a newcomer comes and you smell that that person is like a worker, then every department we start we try to you know hijack that person. And the choir was like the loudest, and I was the choir. <laughs> and so she she came in for the like the workers meeting, and the pastor decided to introduce her to everyone. Uh, this is my daughter or everybody you take care of her in this place and all that should i mention um, that yeah. he also said nobody should come near her like in terms of the guys because yeah. it was normal in malaysia for guys to toast ladies so it was like this one don't touch that was uh, how i was introduced but i was not, i was not listening to that <laughs> but on a serious note when the first time that i mean i she she joined the ushering department and she was like, you know, dedicated to the service. And she was, uh, I mean, I, I, the first time that I put like second eyes, you know, the second eyes, hmm. is that day <laughs> she came to charge her phone after a digging dip. It was, it was a digging dip. Um, it was in the evening Bible study and before COVID issue, we're still doing all those in the church. And then everyone has left the church. I was like almost the last still like packing up things in the choir side. And then I don't know from nowhere, she just came out to charge her phone close to a socket that is close to the choir where the keyboard is. I was like, uh, you, no, you don't used to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how, you know, like yeah. a, a connection was established in terms of conversation. As far as when did we mm. first meet, that was the first time. And since then she didn't want to even, I don't know, she had this thing of, you know, everybody in Malaysia is like, um, I don't know, there's this stigma on uh, uh, Nigerians, mostly in Malaysia, <clears throat> that everyone's a yaku person. Yeah. Or into drugs. Yeah. yeah. That was common. Yeah. And then she she, she yeah. was just staying 10,000 miles away from every guy. And every was, lucky. <laughs> I was, I was, re- I, I felt so bad that she had to put me in that category. Because after oh, the talk, mm. she was feeling, she was that, she, you know, all those, those start giving you that weird look. Don't come close. Don't yeah, come don't close to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. please keep your distance. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that was, that's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And how were you able to, you know, go from that first contact to now, you know, going out, getting to know each other better? Yeah. Did you see like a, a picture in a dream or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no. I mean, you know, as guys, we start to scheme. We oh, scheme. scheme. The Bible says we should find. Mm-hmm. It's all that doing the finding. When you. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you can find the wife, find the good thing. So, guys are the ones, in my yes. opinion, that should be doing the finding. And so I was literally, practically scheming ways to corner her in a room and have a conversation. That but not, so... not, not necessarily a conversation of like the word toasting, you know, or trying to chag her or something. Just to have a random conversation with her to see where her mindset is, the kind of things she's into, what she's doing in Malaysia, and all those kind of things. It was really difficult to have a conversation with Yanu Lua. It was, it was 
that the friendship built up more stronger. And so it was, I, I don't even know how, I mean, these things just happen over time, first for the physical attraction. And then I started praying towards it. And I was really asking God for a couple of signs that time. So, you know, over time. And there was one major one that made me, like, forget every other person or forget every other thing and focus here. Like, this is looking like the main thing. And so that was, um, I remember, I went back to Nigeria at that time. And I really wanted my mom, I mean, they, there was no pressure for mom to get married. But I really wanted my, my and my mom is a super, like, spiritual person. Mommy, I we have say. a dream. I should come and talk what we were doing <laughs> that time. <laughs> no, my... Wow. <laughs> so spiritual. She had both that mother sense and like accompanied with the Holy Spirit. It's it's quite quite um alarming the, the things that she but I wasn't really looking for a what do you call it, a validation from her. But I just mentioned that see oh, me, I have two people. I have not even mentioned it to her. That see, I have interest in you, but the same person that I broke up with, I I I was like my mom. See, I have two people in mind though. Before I know, they will ask me about marriage when I just got home. So before they ask me, I brought yeah. the topic up. So I say I have two people. She say, what are their names? And now you know the person I broke up with is the person in my mind. So I just gave her that name. Immediately I gave her the name. I told her the name. She said she now said, what's the second person's name? And I said, Yano Lua. She that was when her attention turned to me. And she was all like, uh-huh. that's the one my spirit accepts. And she said that me, my own, I don't know, the my thoughts, my everything just reconfigure. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the truth is that I haven't seen anyone. I didn't have anyone that I was praying to God about. I was just asking God, please just direct me or show me the person. And I, I really wanted to know the person at least a year or two at that age that I was that time. I think I was, uh, I don't know, 24, 25. And so that was the time I was praying to God for uh, a partner because I was already working and I was looking for someone to, and I was like, I want that person to have like at least a year of friendship. So if I've not found that person now, which year will I now find that person? So that was the prayer that was in my mind. And then when my mom said it's, it wasn't a validation or anything, it just reconfigured my brain towards her. She was the closest person to me as a female. And she was born again because sometimes we discuss scriptures as well and experiences in church and do all those things. So it was the first reasonable person that entered my head when my mom said, who is the other person? I wasn't expecting her to say, who is the other person? And immediately I said it, she said, yeah, that that's who she thinks. And my head just reconfigured. And then I started looking further into it. And then I started praying about yeah. it. And boy, you know, the Holy Spirit was doing his work. <laughs> mm. Then the Holy Spirit went to Yanolu and said, Yanolu, that is the man for you. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was, it was a lot longer for me. Yeah. Because, I mean, like he mentioned, we were all in the same church. So even the person he was dating at the time, I knew the person. Yeah. We're not friends, but we knew each other. So for me, I couldn't wrap my head. Eventually, when he told me, oh, you know, I'm being led to you, you're the person and all of that, it was really difficult for me to accept because, you know, you've known this person as dating. But but actually, that's person. not what I said, that I was led to you. And... Yeah, but I mean... Anyway, go on. Do you want me to expose you? Because Sorry. I can't say what you said. It's a point of view. I can't say what so you said. So let's hear it. 
Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Really took me a while to accept, and also because marriage was not in my mind at that time. Ah. I still remember. You see someone from Redeemed that wants to be a nun. I was going to be the first. (laughs) That was my plan. Like for you. Like I was planning towards it. No marriage. Because I always had an admiration for nuns growing up. I just thought they looked very responsible, very kind people. And I just felt like that's who I wanted to be. But, you know, when I graduated and I came back home, I remember my resident pastor. So I was telling him about what has been happening and everything. And he was just we're shaking hands. And then he just switched aside, prophesying that after, after you graduate, next is marriage. I just, I just removed my hand. I was like, what? This is not even the plan at all. And then there yeah. were other there were other things that came for me. It was uh, mm-hmm. there was a particular day that I was really annoyed with him because, like he mentioned, we're very close. He did something that I didn't like, and at that point, I was like, "Okay, Lord, I think I want to break this friendship because I'm I'm very, I would say I'm very guarded as a person, and I think that's why it took him so long to get to know me. So if if I let someone into my space, I'm constantly reevaluating. Are you still making sense? So I'm constantly checking, and that thing he did was really a I'm make, violation. I'm making sense to today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm checking if yeah. he was still making sense. So that day, I remember it was during the World Cup. Nigeria was playing, yeah. and I was living with um, some family mm-hmm. friends. I was because I was doing an internship in Nigeria. The last and, World Cup that Nigeria went to. Oh. So was very memorable. Very memorable, right? So my battery died, and so I just felt, just pray. So I started praying, and then I saw a hand was um, open vision. Mm. I saw a hand, wrote out his full name, and told me the assignment he was coming to fulfill, like, this person is your husband. And then started giving me scriptures upon scriptures about marriage. And these are not scriptures I know, because Ritik was signed me with marriage at that time. So at that point, I was just like, this can't be happening. I spoke to my mentor, my mentor gave me some words along those lines and it just kept coming back to back and then all of a sudden almost everybody from my end that met him were like oh this is the person and he kept coming over and over again and i'm like it's like if people don't understand that i had family zone this guy this guy was my brother in the lord, <laughs> the lord. <laughs> like how are we going to go from that to romantic stuff because at least your family is only is not friends <laughs> if it's one thing i knew and one thing i trusted god for that even till today i hang on to was that for me whenever i'm being sent somewhere god always tells me so if it's a church if it's work he always gives me a word so i know what i'm going there to do hi friends are you enjoying this episode we would love to hear from you kindly send us a feedback are you following us on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts maybe on youtube and other podcast platforms are you following us on instagram on twitter on facebook we would love to connect with you on all platforms links and further details are available in the show notes of this episode thank you for me that made it easier to accept and then now as things are unfolding it's now making sense like oh yeah actually who else could it have been if not him so 
Yeah. What am I going to do in your life? That's private. Not for the years of our listeners. No, every that you know, let me not mess up. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> wow. Thanks, thanks so much for sharing that. I, I mean, I've, I've learned a lot from that already. Like, basically, yeah. learned a lot. I know one thing both of you mentioned earlier was having breakfast yes. and then have breakfast. As in the, oh, break wow. So, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with serving or being served or to breakfast <laughs> and then healing from it and then being open, being able to open up again to fall in love again or get into another relationship? It was not really easy because, um, Spending some time with somebody. In fact, it was later. <laughs> it was later. That, that new year, that was the last year I spent with the last person. So in, in the church in Malaysia, we always do this thing where the pastor will say, write the things you want God to do for you. And <clears throat> so we bring it to the cross overnight and we pray about it for the year. So one of the things I was really trusting God for was marriage. And I put it in my Bible. I mean, my list, I like, I didn't throw it away. I just put it inside my Bible. And, yeah. But when we were going home, um, the previous person I was dating, I was supposed to go drop her in her place. And yeah. it was later I got to know from a very close friend that she actually, I don't know what to her to that Bible for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and she saw it and apparently she went home I was rejoicing you know that ah, she had found husband you know all those kind of things and so yes, yes. you know when I later had it I felt so sad you know so yeah. it's not easy when you've spent some time with somebody and um, I don't know maybe the person has been building a lot of future in their head with you and suddenly it's not supposed to be so <clears throat> I just knew that it had to happen that time or never. If not, it would be difficult to happen. So for me, it was just a thing of making up my mind. First of all, knowing what I want. And when I didn't see that this is this is the thing, I didn't waste time. Because wasting time is too of you time. Mm-hmm. Both that person's future, destiny, everything, and my own. So I just made up my mind immediately and called called it off. And I thank God that it was it was a bit difficult from her side, but after a while we we got to move on. And for me, when I cut it off, I wasn't really looking for like people around. I was just praying that God see. I don't even know how to look for a woman again, but this is this is just arranged the way to whomever it is. And meanwhile, I was still talking to her randomly and getting to know her. And most, most of that time self was that she was not even around to be talking to every day. Mm. It was just like once in a while, just catching up. How is, how, is, how is, I really wanted to know, for her, I wanted to know where her future was going. Because it was interesting that when she was still in Malaysia, I was one of those that would try to help her get a job. So for me, it was, you know, we're going back to Africa, you don't know what the, what it holds. So I was just concerned to know what was going on. But yeah. It's, it's the thing of knowing what you want. If you see that it's not what you want, don't waste anybody's time. Just yeah. do what you need to do. Have a conversation like mature people and take it off. And so after doing that, just keep focusing on God for 
what next for you. I mean, for me, that was that's the principle I work with before getting to. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, so I, I was I'm the recipient you. of the breakfast. <laughs> 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 How does it feel like to be on the other side? <laughs> I will never forget that day after service in the church. So I mean, as the usher, they are the ones. They are the ones that always serve food, right? And the funny thing is that yeah. one interesting thing is that Yano will always give me double food just out of the. Ah. She will just give me double food, double food. I'm here as a bachelor. I'm just collecting double food. I'm... I don't know why. I just, most times, so the way it was, it's like for the ushers, they would give us, you know how our jollof rice and everything, there is a rationing that they do. But then for the ushers, they would give you this big bowl of jollof rice that you would take home. So, because I would already collect a big bowl, it didn't make sense for me to take from the main church again. That would be too much. So, normally, he's the person that my spirit was always inclined to give the extra. Some people would even ask me, and I would say no. But with him, ah, no. I would give you no problem. So, that was it. Just to clarify. You're not answering God. That's why God... God was already walking his way last day already. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are just some people that your spirit will just agree with. And even if you're not having yes. anything in mind. So that was just how it is. Yeah. And this thing about sign, it was over time. It wasn't yeah. just once. It was continuous um, pointers that this is the person, this is the person. For me, after that first time, the other times was like, like I, it was after we married, I asked her what was her sign that God showed her. Mm. You know, it's the same yeah. sign God showed me. Like that year, it was Dominion year in the Redeemed Convention. And so somehow we happened to travel to, oh, that journey thing is another story. Oh, we'll get there. Well, we got to Nigeria <laughs> together. And suddenly we, we went camp at the same time. Yeah. For me, I, I remember wow. praying that prayer there. And to me, it was also a handwriting. People, if, if you are hearing this thing, don't say we are too sweet. <laughs> Coco, <laughs> <laughs> but there have to be constant mm. pointers. Mm. If not, like it's also a, a handwriting I saw on a brick wall. Literally, I was almost in the front front side of the of the hall to the altar, and it was. I remember praying and seeing brick wall and a, like a white chalk thing with her name. Didn't even say anything like this. Your wife. It was just her name. So, you know, me that is thinking in the area of marriage, and I now put further interest. <laughs> and so, but it was one of the things that, and so when she told me she saw a handwriting, I was like, oh my God. So, you know, even, even after the marriage, every time we are still constantly asking God for, for more, I don't know whether to call it validation or reassurances that we haven't made a mistake. So, so it was over time. I remember times when little, little things that she would do would just reassure me that she's the one or just little things that someone would say around me that would point me to her and I'll know that she's the one. Yeah. So it was just over time, not really once. I did not dream. I did not dream. I did not see, <laughs> you did not see a picture of your dream. You didn't see her serving you food or something. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, was it like for you also from the side, like being served breakfast and also down, healing and leaving um, all your guards, then falling in love with 
and some fit big, big one that broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, mine was a little bit similar to him because I was also dating someone back in Zambia in my local church. Looking back now, there was no way it could have worked because even though I wasn't, I wouldn't say, I feel like I really grew spiritually when I left home. That was really where I could see because, you know, when you're away from your parents, you now find your feet. Like, who are you really? Mm. Outside of the confines of devotion every morning and you must go to church every Sunday. Who are you really? And that was when I, I really found myself spiritually. But there was still an element of God was constantly in my life, not yeah. away from my parents. Yeah. So the guy I yeah. was with at the time was, this guy was reading Kenneth Hagin books almost every day. Like everybody kept saying, this guy is going to be a preacher. And me, I knew, say... I know they read any Bible that time. That, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that <laughs> for this kind of person, there is a requirement mm. on whoever is going to be with you. And mm. I think thinking now about, not to denigrate him because he's also a great person and a great Christian, but there were many things in his life that were actually red flags. But because, you know, it was like young love and because we're both Christians, those were things that I didn't really pay attention to. The most important thing for me that also gave me some level of consolation even while I was going through the breakup was it was never going to work because for him, his destiny was pushing him towards staying in Zambia. From a very young age, I already knew that I was not going to stay in Zambia. I've always been the independent type. I always want to be away from my parents, always want to travel and all of those things. So that already separated us. And this is now from the physical point of view for anybody who's courting or dating or anything. You really need to discuss where you're going mm. because there's some very basic things that will already make it clear that you people are not going in the same path. Mm. Things like, yeah. are you going to have children or not? Mm. If you're having to, like, those are basic things that you should probably be on the same page about mm. before you even go further. So, like, yeah. that kind of thing, where, where will you settle and everything? One thing that I really liked about him was that he was very exposed because. <laughs> I knew for my kind of person, I wanted to explore the world, but I also needed someone who was open-minded. I didn't want the rigid type who only knows one way and you continue in one way. I wanted someone who was adventurous and all of those things. So I, I remember, okay, actually, my elder brother kind of prophesied this coming. I was like, the person I see you marry, he's a Nigerian boy, he's been living abroad for a while. And when he showed up, I was like, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Open-minded that they gave me frog to eat and I vomited. <laughs> <laughs> Open-minded. The most important thing is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 frog. If they tell me, I would have known. But they don't give me meat and I ate it and my body said, brah, what you are eating? <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> it's, not, it's not meat. <laughs> but anyway, one, one interesting thing that here that you just mentioned is this thing boils from knowing what I know now it really boils down to everyone knowing themselves. Yeah, and being honest. And, yes. oh God, the biggest thing, the worst thing you can do to yourself is to lie to yourself. Because you want to enter marriage, mm. so you Ooh. pretend that you are this person. You mm. know that church, you are not seeing church in your near future. And you are marrying a guy who's serving every, like he's doing all of these things. And you're like, no, no, no. And you know, you're, you're pretending you're going to church, but you know that this is actually not who you are. Don't lie really. to yourself. Like, don't, don't lie. Yeah. Because those things, yeah. they, they unravel mm. really quickly. And mm. I think this is why when people yeah. who are not aligned get married, it's, it starts to unravel because you cannot hide who you are for very long. Mm. 
Yeah. Especially when you're living with the person, you're seeing them every day. Mm. Like the mask will slip off mm. and we'll get to the mm. So why pretend yeah. and jeopardize two destinies when you can just be honest at the courtship stage? And if it means the breakup needs mm. to happen, better that... It's better it happen that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, One thing that I liked about her that, that also made me still like more is this thing about being truthful to yourself, I found out that she already knows where she wanted to be in the future. So that was already a good direction for when you when you see the one that is the wrong way, you know that this is not the direction you're supposed to take. If you know that you are you want to be a career person and someone is coming that will want to make you stay at home, how does that align with your goals in the future? So, so it, was, it was one of the things that I was looking at in her before like yeah. I, I because it's one even if the whole prophecy in the world say that this is your person and you yourself you are not okay with the person the marriage will not work because it's not god that will come and live with the with the woman or yeah. the man you woman being so body. for me it was that thing that was really you know the the wire it in your ear if you marry the wrong person you are finished they said like it's <laughs> oh nah, afraid we don't want to make mistakes yeah. so that thing, you know, we're looking at those things. But for me, what really may help me to know straight to the point is she already knows what she wants. And I could see that when anything that's coming close to know what she wants, she pushes it away. So for me, that was already a stability. That was stability that I was seeing. And for me, I liked it because me too, I know what I wanted. If it's not there, I'm not doing no, no for me, nothing, nothing. Because JJ will be... But yeah. I know. Of of course, no. <laughs> yeah, and it's one thing I love the fact that you talk about you know knowing yourself and staying true to yourself, and Ian also mentioned you know red flags. So I love us to delve into that a little bit. Like, can you tell us some red flags, some alarms that you should run away from? <laughs> did I have any red flags? Yeah, you did. Ah, but, you... but we put them away. Oh, yeah, tell me. Uh, me, I used to report you to God on a regular. <laughs> But God is on my side, yeah. so um, mm. not to be too spiritual, but mm. talking about the courtship journey. So the church I was serving in before I moved to Hamburg, my pastor, when I told him that you know I told him about faith one, mm. everything that was going on, there was one thing he told me, and I wish it's something I could scream on the mountain tops to everybody that is especially close to getting married, which is asking the Holy Spirit to show you who this person really is. Mm. Because there are many people who pretend and they form. And I'm sad to say this, but it's it's the truth. We have a lot of um, wolves in sheep clothing, especially within the church. And so certain people are promising you this, promising you that, but in the reality, what is actually going to happen is quite different. I mean, you know the stories now. You see it on Instagram and other places. Our wife, our wife. Mm. Meanwhile, <laughs> there's already a wife. So I would mm. say mm. at the end of the day, like, yeah, know what you want, but also ask the Holy Spirit to show you who that person is and ask questions. Ah, mm. Ask questions. Especially if you're someone who needs a lot of reassurance. Like for me, I I really grilled you, I think. Because I was constantly asking questions because I wanted to be sure. And it was more of like hypotheticals because I need to understand the way your mind works. If an emergency happens in our home, how do you respond to this? 
if we have third party interference, what will you do? Because I need to know that, you know, because this is also an issue of your spiritual covering. Like, I, I really wish people understood how life-altering marriage could be. Yes, it does not take over everything, but it's a really big chunk of your life. And when you look at the duration of your life, you probably spend more time in marriage than when you were single. And it shapes so many True. things. So I would say don't be in a rush. If So if any guy or lady is putting you under pressure, giving you ultimatums and everything, for me, that's a red flag. Or did I put you under pressure? I mean, you were constantly around. That time, that's... No, you... <laughs> your face now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> You, 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 you were too around. <laughs> I don't want somebody to come and carry what you say, God, no, no. You know, I'm not talking. Just, just show face. Yeah. Just show face. So, yeah. What else? Also, people who, like, if you have to keep repeating, oh, I don't like this thing, I don't like this thing every time. Mm. For me, that gives me a bit of concern because, and this is something I learned from his parents' marriage, which I think to a large extent we've kind of modeled our marriage more towards the way they do things is that if your person and this is your inner person is saying i don't like this mm. that should be an immediate signal i don't want to do this thing again you know but like holding on yeah. to it and being like no i must is mm. very troubling because most of the time it's not that deep use a spoon instead of a fork no i'm carrying this fork to the grave like oh. you know i don't and somebody mm. chests issues a lot mm. because <laughs> a lot of the work you do in marriage is really just forgiving each other you step on each other's mm. toes you annoy each other a lot if the person you are with doesn't know how to let things go yeah knowing what i know now man marriage is crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a lot oh, of work right if, if you want it I, I, I wish that I was I mean it's not like I wasn't told but I, you will not understand it you are there yeah. to be honest you know mm. you, you have to learn how to not be a, a self 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 like marry, the, I mean the biggest thing that I wish it was over emphasized for me now is you have to learn how to really say even when you are wrong I, okay, I, 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 it's, yes. it's me, it's me, yes. it's me that, that for sorry, Pele, like that mm. pride needs to. Ah, God, I don't know how God did it, but when you now connect it with how God does with the church, mm. when you hear all those kind of teachings that marriage should be as God is to the church, mm. you say, God, they are trying. Like. When you, especially when you know that divorce is not a, it's not an option because some people just want to jump out from problems, yeah. right? If yeah. you say there's no problem, you are a liar. Problem will be there, but <sighs> oh god! Like really, I remember that day, uh, Daddy said in the church that in marriage, if you are not ready to really drop yourself. Be a whole new person, yeah, as yeah. if they just gave birth to you. I are learning. Mm-hmm. That's how. You, if you don't yeah. go with that mindset, ah, ah, bruh. See, me, I'm helping people now to overemphasize it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please uh, emphasize it for us. <laughs> I know that jolly, jolly, jolly. You, you do, you double You me, it's the double that is interesting me in the whole situation because my tradition does not double but has double <laughs> We are that is uh, you enjoy the the the, the ceremony. You, when you, when you now enter the whole thing, where you it's only two of you, <laughs> bra, bra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Life starts to be 
You have to meet in the middle. Like if you come in the middle, oh God, oh God, oh God. That is you say you can't drop. Well, let me stop talking. Maybe I'm being too. <laughs> but I still want to go to the to that actually. I want to know what, what did you drop? What did you have to unlearn? What did you have to learn to make it successful? He, he hit me first. Let me start. He hit me. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> you know, you know that thing of um for me, I've always been a person that like to win. Especially in conversations. Not really to argue to a level where it becomes so toxic, but like it can get so petty to the extent that if I'm saying the cup is blue and you're saying it's white, like I can be walking past you and form a sentence with it just because I want you to get it. The cup is blue. Mm-hmm. It's, how, it's how stubborn it can be. But, mm-hmm. and the truth is sometimes you will see that she's she's wrong. But no matter how you do it or say it, sorry, baby. No matter, no, no, no matter how you do it or say it, she's not seeing that she's wrong. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. not seen it. So it's like, she should just bash, bash my head in this wall before you know that. <laughs> like, is that deep? And you find out yeah, that, yeah. I don't know whether to say it's the devil that will be fueling it for there to be katakata. But because you don't, mm, of course, she, do, she doesn't, imagine trying to tell somebody that, that doesn't, that is blind, that there's water here. And that person is still arguing you, arguing with you that there's no water here. But now you may see, mm. and now you may not see what yeah. I did. And you know, when I see these things, it's just still always, always how God used to calm me down is referring me back to God and the church. Like, to be honest, I will never understand it if not the reference to God and the church. So many things we are blind to. So many things we are blind to. And if God is saying, don't go out today. You, because you know you want to go and collect $15 million, you, you want to yeah. go out. You say, no matter how it happened today, yeah? and God will still find you, corner what he saw. So, mm-hmm. is that reference that is helping to keep me in this, ah, brother, you see that thing, they say, you mm-hmm. better know God first before you enter marriage and marry a godly person. If this, this really showed me why a lot of people that are in the world that doesn't really have reverence to God or understand that marriage should be, at least I know I'm just a month into marriage, but the knowledge that God and the church and how God endures with the church is what is the is the key that has been holding. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just that statement that has been holding me to, you know, ignore a lot of things. And even though I know, I still got, I remember, I still had to enter code to go and buy pizza, to go and buy this. Even though they still, even though they will still chop it. <laughs> that's love that's love but you know you're not wrong you just you just you just god see god you just take just, just take me <laughs> oh my god my god work but so some of the yeah. things that i had to compromise on when it comes to Harris, i noticed that she likes this um even though i'm still growing in it i don't know how to give words of affirmation I don't know how to. And for her, that's her love language. She likes she likes that. So I know that sometimes it's, it's hard because I'm not built that way. So, but I have to try as much as possible to be encouraging. I even this much more encouraged, this much more 
words that I used to throw. I used to, in my mind, I would be saying, is this necessary? You know, you're fighting what is not, you're fighting what is not you. So that's one yeah. way. And the other way is, um, the other things are, for example, in, sorry to say this, in the kitchen, right? It's, it's, it's a bit, you know, everybody with their own style. Like, There's also cultural differences. Yeah, you know, cultural differences. So for me, yeah. I'm I'm someone that is super... Oh God! I don't just eat anyhow. I, it's I'm so it's not it's not my it's not my way. Like my food is too. De- yeah. I'm so detailed about every single chimba in that food. Like in fact, if the food did not done more than five minutes, it's wahala for me. <laughs> like this is the way. This is the way. So so you know, yeah. over time we had to arrange and meet in a way about the things she like and the things I like and those kind. Of yeah and also i found out that you know um in the other places of of um other things like maybe being in public she's introverted i'm a bit extroverted we had to kind of meet in the middle because me i like to waka waka but it's a good balance right yeah she's a bit indoors so you know, we have to find a way to, okay, okay, let's stay in us. Okay, let's go. You know, find a way to. But, you know, you, you've lived over 10 to 20 years of your life in one certain way. And suddenly, you have to change everything. Change everything. So, you know, those are the kind of things. What did you... Oh, God. Have you tried a lot? Have you tried a lot? Yeah, you're a lot. <laughs> you're... <laughs> but it's worth it, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's all worth it. it. Yeah. Like the joy is yeah. when you now see how what the peace is making two of you achieve. Oh God. Mm. That's in fact that's the encouragement to even try harder. Because yeah. oh, it's be- let me let you I want to hear what your whole side is. I can't remember the question again because yes. I was some so of the, into your some of the things that, that you compromised on. Some of the things that compromised on. Yes. So like he mentioned. I'm indoors. Mm. I like to be indoors. If I never had to go out again, as people would just bring everything I need from the outside, I would be very grateful. Mm. So one thing I had to compromise <laughs> on was, I mean, it's like from smaller things to like, okay, how long should we stay in church? Because for me, once service is over and I finish my business, I'm like, can we be going to our house? <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> That's when Baba yeah. is just getting started. Yes from this place mm. to that place. So initially it was a bit of a struggle because me coming to a new city and not really knowing too many people in church, it made me feel isolated because I'm not the kind of person that would necessarily just walk up to someone and start a conversation, especially when we first got married. Now I'm breaking out of my shell a little bit because of because of the pushing and sometimes shoving. Just be like, go and talk to this person. <laughs> and yeah, but I've had to yeah. compromise on that. Yeah. So maybe, for instance, if we spend maybe a weekend mm. outside, I'm like, guys, please, mm. this weekend, I just need peace. Let me just stay, mm. you know, like stay indoors and all of that. Yeah. Um, another thing I compromised on is because... Actually, you, you did a lot of compromise, especially in the start, you know, and um, maybe this will remember, remind you, mm. you know, when as a woman, when it's you that came into the guy's place, especially, mm. you know, it's a new, it's, it's, I, I, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, so it's a whole new world. You, yeah. you're living your entire world. Yeah. 
you are coming into this person's new world and it's not in like back home where you you may you know in back home we easily integrate right so but here is you are living to this new city okay you have to know people you have to start building relationship from scratch with people and so in the whole process how far do you even get to the point where you have to conform to you know the eyes of you are this person's husband you know what what do people expect from you because this is how they this is how they see this guy and especially more 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 around communities where you are frequent so like church for example so it's, yeah. it's like too much to me i feel like it's too much pressure on the ladies because then they have to start to build their own identity mm-hmm. and in the process of building a new identity some of them now lose their own identity so yeah. so for me i was very quite um on guard because i don't want her to lose the things that i saw in her before i married her and now start to be under some pressure to be something else mm-hmm. because to me it would be like a whole new person and so I was on guard and watching for, oh, that thing hit also. It hit, hit her in some ways where... Yeah, like home duties. Yeah. So I just, when I when I got in, mm-hmm. you know now, like yeah. my mom was a stay-at-home mom, even though she was doing a business on the side. So, you know, you come with your own ideas of what you expect. And it's funny because we actually discussed during courtship that yeah. we would do things together and everything. We had it down. Right. But in the theory, I don't know, I was just so rigid. I wanted laundry done a particular way. Mm. My dishes must be done a particular way. The cooking, like you said, must be done a particular way. So sometimes even when you would try to help, it would just be like, and I thought mm. I'm doing what a good wife should do. Means I thought I'm doing what a good husband should do. It was really Bruh, hard. Mm. <laughs> I found that I was putting so much pressure on myself because mm. it's two people's job. Yeah. And then you're putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. You still have your work or you still go to church, you still read your Bible, you still have your, your quiet time, all of mm. those things. So I found myself really struggling a lot and it was showing in my emotions. And I think yeah. I was very, I was very short in my temper that time because I was already under so much pressure. So even when somebody just told you like this, how are you doing? Like, Leave me alone. But even to his mm. point about um, this issue of identity, yeah. And I think it's more in our African settings. Mm. Because I mean, my boss got married not too long before we got married, mm. and it, I mean, he's a man. And even when I met the wife, she didn't really emphasize on me. She was talking about her job, so it's also cultural differences. But one thing that still remains that the Bible makes very clear: submit one to another, and that's that's the bottom line. So, however you decide to structure your home, whether somebody is particularly gifted in an area and the other person is like don't come near this area this is my thing and mm. all of that however you want to do it just make sure that everybody yeah. is submitting one to another so yeah it's, it's definitely a is a dance and sometimes some people's legs are aching like can we stop but um yeah i think when i first came especially with the church it was like oh this is faithful's wife I remember for a long time, people would call me Sister Faithful. They didn't even bother yeah. to know my name. Yeah. That's why I used yeah. to react the way I used to react because it was a fight, it was a yeah. fight for identity. Yeah. 
I and this is why whenever I see new people come, especially into our church or into any social gathering where I'm in, and I see that it's somebody who's married and it's a female, I make it a point to ask about that person as an individual, and I will call you by your name. Yeah. Yes, you are Mrs. This person, but who is Yanu? Mm. Who is faithful? Mm. I think those things can be really encouraging and also remind that person about the things that they like. For instance, for me, I'm a career person. I like to study. I like to travel. These are things I like to do. So when some people, like I think with my family, it happened one time. Mm -hmm. I had traveled for work and they were like, so you're not with your husband? And I was like, oh. oh." (laughs) Yeah, like how is it cool? Like it's not the same. Like This must be the first time that Mm -hmm. you guys are away. Something that between sins. Like Mm -hmm. like, and all of those things. And I was just like, wow, this is really a cultural difference. This is not even about Bible now. Yeah, this is about mm. different cultures. To them, it's a taboo or something. Yeah, sort of... like you must always be with your spouse, especially mm. with your wife. Together, because in their mind, you're the one who cooks, you're the one who cleans, and that's not for every home. Mm. I know of some homes where it's the man that does the cooking mm. because either he's more particular about it or he's even better at it. It could be like that. So yes, for for me, I think just being flexible and also being honest with where you are at because in marriage things will change so and and the truth is that if she's opposite of all these things she's saying it's going to be weird for me because i'm not really that african african you know and that's why it wasn't traditional when i was trying that that that, when you was when that thing was starting in the beginning when she was you know Mm -hmm. trying to be all that it was too weird for me like it was it was quite so you see this this is was the learning part. So I'm like, yes, babe, come on. This this thing you are doing. Me, I don't want when it's time to do the main thing, you will not be saying you're tired, bruh. That's the cocoa. You have been doing dishes this morning. You have been doing this one this morning. You have been doing this one. Bruh, me too. I've been doing this this morning. <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, so I mean, my own info, my own, my own thing. I would have loved to say to, especially men out there, is, come on, your wife, think about your wife as a human being that has that has goals in life, that has something she also would love to achieve. Because I've seen marriages that that I don't want mine to look like, and one example is where. A woman is mostly in the beginning. You know that she ha- she wanted to be she wanted to achieve this. For example, get to a level where she's an executive, but because she married and then gave birth, a whole new destiny is changed. Is is you know yeah. it's like reshuffled, and then yes. have over time you see that that mar- that person will not have because this thing is a life thing. For I mean I don't know how to put this. But one thing I don't want to do is 50 years later, you, you, there will be resentment yeah. from her side yeah. that she didn't achieve yeah. this thing over time because she mm. compromised to focus on children yeah. or she compromised to focus on make, taking care of you. And you too, yeah. think about it. You say, less body financially if your wife is happy. You. <laughs> so exactly of course like so what are are those days where they say just sit at home giving back giving 10 children i mean that's in the the 18 i mean i i know it's it sounds like we are we are too young in this and 
But I shall know at this stage what I've seen. And I know where I'm going to. Of people that might have been there for like 30 years might still say, oh, should we tell them? Oh, I don't know their story. <laughs> for me, I know where I'm pushing mine to go. So, of course, everybody should try their best to shape their own the way, you know, that I want it to go. So, yes. I mean, you are the you are the creators, you are the author of your own story. So basically, you're writing what you want for yourself. Yeah. And I can totally relate to that, as in, not relate to you, I'm not married yet, but I that's something I believe too, that I, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, we are connecting on that level in the sense that I believe a woman should be able to have her own identity, yeah. have her own yeah. life. If she wants to become the president of yeah. the world, let her do it. <laughs> I will stand yeah. by her side. Yeah. Imagine being the first man. Oh, brah. Nobody's happy now, brah. I'm not the one doing the work. So, exactly. enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that crazy. Everybody just no, no, bright. Not, I just enjoy life. That's the thing. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But I would love to also, I would love to know like the influence of family, like maybe your parents, close family members, and maybe friends, mm. your relationship or your marriage. Like how, how much do they affect you? How, how important yeah. are they to your union? Yeah. I'll start by saying, first of all, in the beginning, we already clarified from that aspect, we clarified what we wanted mm-hmm. from her family, my family. Mm-hmm. And so, it also helped how we were counseled about families. Mm-hmm. And that was, okay, I mean, there are many things that this can amount to. For example, when it's calling, you know, African parents is slighter, small, small things that can trigger anything. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody will be thinking about their own side. Maybe, maybe for example, you, mm-hmm. you back your son, you, you back your daughter. No matter what. Yeah. So, we make <laughs> yes. it a thing where First of all, we are one. I will not say A and she will say B in another side. It's always the same. When it comes to me and anything related to my parents, she's always the one that is in the forefront. And when and vice versa. So that way there is no there is no any parents getting a sense of like you are being neglected. Like you have been neglected, yeah. so so you, I mean, you in, include them in your life in some ways, but also, yeah, being yeah. One. but we are one anything okay. that concerns both sides. Yeah, so, I mean, there are other aspects to it, but those are more personal. Yeah. But, yeah, on, mm. on the general level, I don't know if you want yeah. to say anything. Um, so one thing that we had also agreed on getting into marriage, and I think this came more from me because I've seen. Unfortunately, from my side of the family, I've seen where, you know, the in-law interferences and how some marriages ended up breaking mm. because of that. So yeah. for me, I believe that what people do not know, they cannot now come and be put in mouth. For instance, what we have agreed on is only him or myself that can say it out to anybody for any of them to know. And then now make judgments yeah. and then start giving you calls. Yeah. I heard that you people agreed that you're supposed to do this and this. Yeah. So one thing that we don't do is, especially with our parents, we place some boundaries. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. any disagreements we have between the two of us, parents will never hear about it. Family, mm-hmm. even siblings or anything, will never hear about it. Friends will never hear about it. It's between the two of us. And if we cannot resolve it within the two of us, that's when me, I resort to reporting to the Holy Spirit. 
and that one is very effective. I don't collect. Then, <laughs> it's yeah. Well, that only works if you are if you are if you are sensitive if you are yeah if your person is sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that or, what you are trying to communicate the Holy Spirit cannot communicate to him in a way that he would understand. But there's some things like he mentioned when you are telling someone who can't even see that what they are doing is wrong. At some point, you kind of have to back off. And I think this is something we learned in counseling that mm. our counselor taught us that when it comes to an issue that is not that sensitive to the marriage, mention it three times. And if the person still does not change, accept it and just be praying about it. You follow that rule? Yeah. Oh my God. No, because if if that if that keeps happening, mm. it just leads, it yeah. builds over time. And then that's where you now have arguments and be like, remember what you did last year? And then it all comes out. <laughs> it just all comes out. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. And yeah, we don't we don't always do that thing of um bringing out bringing out old old yeah. stuff. We, it was just a pact we made. Mm-hmm. And I was also staying overnight with with anger with each other. We made that pact. Yeah. It's just small, small blockers. But that's not the question. The question is to teenage, to uh, family. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add to that is as much as we, we don't take all these things to families, and I like that she, she mentioned that we set boundaries for... Um, the information we share. The information we share with family. Mm-hmm. And especially knowing that... Um, from where we're coming from, things are too sensitive. Yeah. And I think it's yeah, the, so. the parents that you are closer to mm-hmm. is the one that feels it more when you're married. Mm-hmm. So your person has to be very intentional with that parent. Mm-hmm. So for instance, he's closer to his mom. I'm closer to my dad. So once we got married, I had to be very intentional and I'm still being intentional about communicating with his mom outside of him. So because so she knows because, him yeah without yeah. me being without involved. you being involved and there's sometimes so, when she will call and be like is it there I want to talk to you alone so yeah. like remove it from speaker so like you have your own yeah. relationship with that parent because that parent is probably the one who will feel it the most when maybe you're not calling as much mm-hmm. you know you're married now and all of those things and also mm-hmm. like with siblings I mean our siblings are kind of scattered all over yeah. but we still try to keep in touch but with parents we are more regular with it with friends mostly in terms of my marriage i would say one thing that i've seen is that in my friend groups at least i don't know from your own point of view Mm. but in my friend groups i was kind of like one of the few that are married now so when we talk about marriage and everything they really just want to know like some of the questions you're asking how are you coping do you regret it like honest discussions because some people are genuinely terrified of marriage yeah because they've seen all kinds of things. Yeah. I think it was today, I saw it on Instagram. Somebody who just put her husband on blast. That is always taking her for money. <laughs> 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 like, um, people, are, oh, oh. people are really going through things. And it's so sad because mm. the negative narrative just keeps growing every day. And it's because good Christian marriages that are working, they don't speak yeah. out. So yeah. people then start to think. I mean, I also had a little bit of that coming into the marriage, mm-hmm. not really knowing what will happen. You know, when you hear conversations of people who have been married for 30 years, like, should yeah. we tell them? I'm like, what is it that we don't know? Like, it's, don't know. It's, it can be very scary. Mm-hmm. And sure. at the end of the day, no matter how many questions you ask, it's an act of faith to go into marriage because you don't know what you will see. You don't know what will happen to that person in the future. There's a lot of uncertainty. So it's your best bet is to go in with somebody who has the backing of God. Last, last, you pray about it. Yeah. And, yeah. And just to um, 
re add to what you said about someone that's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It's not necessarily just sensitive. Someone that actually has submitted himself. Yeah. Because last, last, is, we are talking about this body. This body is crazy. <laughs> this body just like enjoyment. Like if you, the Holy Spirit can be talking, you just blank. You, you, you just form <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, you have to be determined to make see this I I believe to make marriage work it must be intentional from the two sides. Once one person is out of that intention, oh God, is is going to from what I know now, I'm just saying from the little that I know in a couple of months, it's just months, so we never reach here. Yeah. But <laughs> ha, bruh, but see, yeah. it must be intentional, like every single thing you do, it must be intentional. You go out there and somebody says hi. The fact that you respond to that person, male or female, must be intentional. Especially when it's the opposite sex. Must mm-hmm. The way you respond must be intentional for your own marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before marriage, we are, we are just, you know, we don't care. We just talk. You know, when you Not see... Oh, okay, sorry. Let me talk about myself. <laughs> when, when you see some nice things outside, you just talk anyhow, you know? you And you yeah. be... Seeing the, the most possibly the wrong thing, but when you are intentional about making your marriage work, you see, you naturally your eye will just be closing to a lot of things, and you know, you just be you just be intentionally wanting, not wanting anything to crave into your marriage. So, it's intentional is the key word, yes. When I say intentional, yeah. wow. And when, when it comes to now, you know, being married, I know you say it's like a couple of months now, what, what are like some. I won't say cultural ch- shocks, but I like some things that surprised you or you found interesting about moving and living together. Hmm. About each other or about ourselves? Uh, about your, yourselves yeah. and together also, like being in each other's hmm. space all the time, every day, 24-7. So I <laughs> I was telling my friend this the other day mm-hmm. that it's so funny how when we're growing <clears throat> up, we are so like, when I'm an adult, I will not do this and everything. Most days I catch myself talking like my mom and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how did we get here? Mm. So mm-hmm. that was a shock for me that actually some of the decisions and the ways that our parents did impacted me in particular more than I realized, mm. such that I find myself doing things without even thinking because it's what I've seen over the years. They're not necessarily bad things, but it's just... Why, why, like, why, why am I doing this? Especially when it's something I don't like and I find myself doing, I'm like, okay. I was really influenced growing up more than I realized. So that was a real shock for me. Mm. One shock for me was, you know, for example, um, how will I say it? Um, so, you know, the way, and actually I saw this in Lagos too, when I visited Lagos, the way, um, you make okra soup with um, a widow. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm getting it wrong. Or mix the okra, you know. We, as the Igbo, <laughs> sorry to say, this is, but we're talking of culture, right? So I can call Igbo Yoruba. She's from the Yoruba tribe. I'm from the Igbo tribe, yeah, right? But Yoruba with the twist. <laughs> yeah, so the point <laughs> I'm trying to point, one of the cultural shock was in like the food aspect, for example. I know okra to be, you know, we ground, we, we, um, how do you, we scrape it, scrape it, scrape it. it it's not blended, but we scrape it, scrape it and cook it proper okra, you know, 
You see, I'm even calling him proper. It may not even be proper. It's just the way. <laughs> so, so when she now prepared a way do and the other one, and you know, I've lived in the north, so I don't know the western, the west side way of you know eating the way do. So when I saw the okra, you know, blended and mixed with the other soup, I was like, is this okra? And I now Google it. Actually, it's okra. I'm like, oh my god! So that was like one of the culture shock in in the way food is. So it's like you are learning new thing that you didn't know before from this culture. So it was one thing, and other things is you know when you are around, a lot of people see me and think that I'm Yoruba. I'm not Yoruba. The default thing they will say is like you look like Yoruba and all those things. So. The thing was, you know, when you are around their people, you always have to, you know, that bending, over bending. Overly respectful. Yeah, overly respectful. Yeah. So for me, I had to be forced to really be like that, you know, especially when I'm around her people. So that was one of the things, you know, all, all those small, small things. Right. I mean, yeah. those are the ones I can think of. But one, 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 one is then intentional to, you know, yeah. adjust and yeah. yeah, yeah. And also still stay true to yourself, like you said earlier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't lose your identity. <laughs> On top of crop, don't lose your identity. <laughs> we do it for love. <laughs> I do it for love. But how have your, your friends accepted, you know, your union together? Like, have they isolated you or are they still, like, involved in your life? Like, do you still go out, um, go out together and go out like you are single? Or they've said, oh, you're married, you are on your own now. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. So, Sorry. Um, some friends are not, <laughs> most friends are not, even, no, they are not even checking in. After marriage, they just, they are just on their own. I'm like, what's going on? All of you, hey, <laughs> God. It's like it's like you have to make new friends that are married because all the ones that are single, I don't know what is the mentality, but now that I think about it, me too. When other people got married that I was close yeah. to, I give them gap. Yeah. But why are you giving them gap? I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're on a different level. Yeah. Now. <laughs> why are you giving them gap? Yeah. You still the same person, it's just that that person have and you know you will not call the person to do some of the things you used to do before because the person now is responsible to someone else yeah. i don't know whether that's why they sh- or maybe even maybe me to that time that's why because i know uh, if i call you to, let's go out again you you know you have somebody yeah. you ask or you bring somebody and i don't have somebody all those kind of things. yeah but yes, yeah friends a lot of them dropped a lot of yeah. them dropped the only ones, in fact, for me now, is just creating new friends, mostly. Yeah. From work, yeah. from communities like church, and all these places. So, I don't know about you, you still maintain some friendships. Yeah, so, <clears throat> for me, I'm because of my introverted nature, it's very difficult to make new friends. But I have my, my core girlfriends, I would say. Unfortunately, most of them are not in Germany. So, we still communicate the way we used to. But when it comes to the outer courts people, yeah, most of them dropped off, unfortunately. So I think it, it was it's a mixed bag. Um, there are some people like who will be close to you and they desire marriage. Mm. And sometimes because of what they're going through, it can be almost irritating to be around a couple and seeing all of these things. So I, I also understand that dimension of it. And then there are some other people that... 
maybe they may not necessarily be his kind of person. So mm. they may find his energy is too high for them <laughs> to come down a bit. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, let's be real. There are also some friends who they were hoping that last, last, it would be me. And did not end up in there. So what are they still looking sorry, for inside sorry. the friendship? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what now? What now? You know, it's different categories of friends and everything. Mm-hmm. But yes. yeah, even with me also, come to think about it. Wait, it was about me and talking. No, no, no. Oh. Both. Um, okay. I'm not. Sha, don't be friends with the people that are uh, <laughs> applying. <laughs> no, 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 no. The was rejected. Ah, sorry, you. No, <laughs> but because I had to move from Bonn and I had um, a community already in Bonn. So yeah, like you mentioned, it's more about making new friends and sometimes also reconnecting with old ones mm. as well. Um, yeah. I think having relationships and networking is something I learned from my parents and I'm seeing now that they are older, how it's benefiting them and mm. even me on regular. So many things to do with our wedding were being taken care of by people that my parents had helped many, many years ago. So um yeah i i try to reach out i'm not the best at it but once in a while especially family friends people whose mm-hmm. parents are close to my parents mm-hmm. we know each other since yeah. we're growing up try to reach out on everything because as you climb in life mm. you <laughs> advise us advise us <laughs> please oh, see, this thing it, it goes two ways and there has to be a balance as you yeah. go in life, mm-hmm. there are some friendships that will naturally drop off mm-hmm. because there are some things you cannot discuss. At the stage I am in at in my life, there are certain friendships I cannot maintain <clears throat> because they, the person might either be too demanding of my time. Mm-hmm. And for me, those are friendships we can't even start. Mm-hmm. You're saying you need like two hours for me every day. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband, we, like, is a non-starter. Yeah. <laughs> all of those all of those kind of things and then for me i grew up around boys for a while i think i was a little bit of a tomboy growing up i had many brothers many cousins and i was the only girl most time so growing up i had more male friends but then as i got older and i started to see you know people dropping requests i like where is this coming from well, uh-huh. because of friendship so i switched completely that's in the beauty of god yeah i switched <laughs> now I have more female friends right. and that also mm. comes with its own peculiarities but ultimately I have been very blessed by my circle because they're all Christians because that's really important mm. I mean if I'm venting to you about something to do with my work I need to know that the Holy Spirit can also speak through you yeah. so mm. somebody who's also very caring and who's mm. also discreet mm. um you know, this issue that some people talk about, like, should you put your business out there? Should you tell people what you're going through and everything? Mm-hmm. If you have a core group of friends, that will never even be a discussion because you already know who to go to for what. Yeah. Some friends yeah. are for career advice, purely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have those, like, I have a childhood friend, she lives in Switzerland, and it's an all-round friendship. We can talk about any and everything. Mm-hmm. And those are very beautiful friendships, such that even when we're older, we can look back and see how our lives have changed and we still maintain contact. Those are very rare people, but I would advise childhood friends, if you have those kind of people and you people are kind of moving together in life, you can maintain those relationships. They really go a very long way. That was very deep, yeah. Wow. Wow. yeah. Thank you so much for that. Advice. What I'm enjoying. I mean, you see, <laughs> you see uh, I, can, I can see what you're enjoying, the grace. No, I, don't, I don't need to be balanced. Don't be. <laughs> 
Now I can see why you always sit in front when she's texting. Yeah. Look at this one. Don't be listening. Yeah, you're just entering directly, piercing the ceiling. But I, I'd, I'd love to know, like, how, how do you balance it all? Like, you are successful career people, you are married, you have responsibilities, you have, you know, life in church, also spirituality, mm-hmm. personal life, individual life, to, and life together as a couple and career. How do you balance it all up and become successful in everything? Mm-hmm. Are we successful in everything? That's Let's hear some wisdom, madam. It's borrowed wisdom. But it changed my life. Okay. Um, I heard actually it was Anstiti that said it. Mm-hmm. So she said for her, and I mean she has like how many kids now? Like four. Mm-hmm. Um, she said what she does is that she doesn't balance because she doesn't believe in the concept of balance. She mm-hmm. believes in prioritizing her time. So she was saying, if I'm home over the weekend. She has a business, she has a career, she's very much into church, she's a full-time pastor and a pastor's wife. There's so many things going on in her life. Mm-hmm. So for her, she's like, she has priority, different priorities throughout the day. And mm-hmm. that's basically how I try to live my life. I don't always succeed, but this is how I try. Because sometimes there are days where I'm like asking myself, am I being a good daughter? Am I being a good wife? Am I being a good child of God? You always have those questions at the back of your mind. The best thing you can do is just prioritize by time. So if you're working your nine to five, obviously your job is your priority for those hours. And then once you leave those hours, what is your next priority? When you wake up in the morning, your priority is to talk to God, read your Bible before you even get out and do everything. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, face the lovely face that is next to you and discuss a few matters, go to work. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, you know, your priority then becomes maybe making dinner with Oga or whatever it is. Maybe you need to do laundry, just different priorities and kind of segment your day because if you try to tackle everything as somebody who likes to make to-do lists you will be overwhelmed and you don't achieve anything yeah so yeah that reminds me of something one thing i like about her is that she's a good planner she plans her day like you know to to do lists we like to do have you heard that she's the app called to do she's the app (laughs) yes Wow, <laughs> the app and the feeling of the information in the to do, mm. and she will follow everything she will do that day, even if it's to talk to me, she'll write it talk to faithful. Wow, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> paper drop food is ass. It's like I need to be gathering it so that one day I'll just, ah, that's a good idea, yeah, actually, make yeah, it like document and be like. Yeah. This is what you did this day, yeah. and she will mark yeah. the one she do the one she did. I don't know whether I used to carry it over, but I used to carry that's it. what I that's what I. Uh, so that planning and one one other thing I needed to adjust to was she was more intentional about making time for me than I was for her. Well, in the beginning, so I mean, I learned <laughs> I, I I really learned that thing from her, and yeah. so like literally. She will put it this time for this person. This time is to send this text. This time is to do this. And, and that's how she'll be following it. Me, I know they plan anything. Now, as the day they go, we're just going. We're just going. Moving with the flow. <laughs> like, we can finish this call. Literally, I'll be like, we need to go to Berlin in two hours' time. Let's just go. You'll be like, what do you mean? It's not in my plan. What? What? what it's I'm not planned. Ah, it's not in the oh list. <laughs> so it's one of the things I needed to adjust to, too. 
I, you know that, you know, when one of the things I saw in Germany, especially in the workplace, is that people plan like two months ahead. Yes. I cannot do that in... What? How do I know what is happening next two months? She's doing it like, you know, mm. I should be... I say, come. Well, anyone that concerns me, you drop, don't let me know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of the things I enjoy from her. And so that intentionally making out time for each other. I learned it from her. And I had to give up some things that were really taking my time. I, I really, really in fact that one was the biggest um twist for me. I really, really learned it by dropping a lot of things. I used to take too much jobs before. I used to like even walk into the night as if I'm single, you know, that kind of thing. Like, tomorrow he's on it. I was too is going on. I was for all those kind of things. But yeah, you know, when you marry, you have you have to you somehow you have to remember or know that brah, it's not just you anymore. So it's one of the things that I learned from her and and all that. So yeah. Keep teaching me. You're doing good. I'm yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's wonderful. That's so beautiful. <laughs> so as a, as a closing remark, I'll I'll just love you to share like word of advice to people out there who are still single, like myself, who are not yet married, or people who are still you know about to get married or are just still also newer to this game of marriage. Like, what would you advise them to do that you've already learned from your own little experience too? Um. Marriage is not going to solve all your problems. So what whatever you're looking for in your person, also know that that person also has expectations of you. So my maybe not so positive advice is manage your expectations before it is managed for you by another person. <laughs> so, yeah, because that's really the source of a lot of disagreements. Oh, I expected you to do this. Like you're supposed to do mm. my nails. You're supposed like all of these things, and, and it's not happening. So the expectations, especially if you already have someone who you've prayed about it, your family has approved, your pastor is aware and is also in support. All of those, like you've checked all the boxes as per redeemed standards. And the next step would be, what kind of expectations am I taking into this marriage or into this relationship? Everybody, like, the way you feel pressure as a human being is the same way your partner, your spouse, boyfriend, fiancé feels pressure as well. So be kind to that person. Do we have boyfriend? Just... Oh, as per Bible says, I'm not, not getting not. it. Uh, <laughs> that's the plan. And I talk about a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But be kind to that person because at the end of the day, what makes it work is you bow, I bow. We can both cross the bridge at any time. And sometimes in certain phases of your life, one person will take the lead in some certain areas and then life changes and then the other person. And also try and go with the flow. Go with the flow to some level. I came in very rigid, planning everything, almost every second. So when he comes with his spontaneous thing, like very fun, fun things to do, like, no, we'll stick to the plan. This is what I was supposed to do and everything. But it also makes my life more fun sometimes just allowing him to take the lead in those things. And he also sees the beauty of sometimes having a plan as well. So we try to balance it. So yeah, manage your expectations, try and go with the flow and hold God as you're going to marriage. Because yeah. there are times 
there are things you cannot talk to your spouse about. You can't talk to anybody about. You can talk to God. God always listens and he loves you more than anybody could ever love you. He, he's giving you a spouse for a reason. So at the end of the day, hold God. <laughs> I, I think it's Pastor Mildred, uh, Pastor Mildred Okonko, as, 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 hold, hold your marriage and hold Jesus. That's what really, <laughs> I really like. So, yeah. yeah. To add to the expectation part, just know that everything, the way you are planning it in your head is not how it will be. Yeah. Mm. I don't care how you saw it beautifully in your head. It's just not how it will be. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, some people, like, if they if they saw it that on the wedding day, there was a small flower boy that hold the flower uh, yeah, and, flower, yeah, and yeah, the shoe was black. On yeah. that day, you may not find black shoe. <laughs> Just take it like that. So that's what I mean by may not be as you. It will not be as you pictured it, because in your in your in your this thing you have you have one movie setting. You know movie setting and it is inside other zinc house. Other zinc house is not under. Your hair is moving like this. So so and prepare your mind for what is coming, so that you not be angry and be fighting what is not there. That's another yeah. one. And the final one that we didn't even emphasize on is that communication. One of the things I learned oh, yeah. in this marriage oh, is, yeah. bruh, if you, the fact that you want to carry just this, this mouse away from here to, mm. to this place, don't expect that she's excited or your partner is excited that that's the place that mouse should be. Communicate. Maybe this is not a good example, but the point is, always talk. No matter how simple it is, Talk, yeah. talk it, talk it, talk it. Because you can say, you <laughs> a good example. So for example, you are you are out there, you went to shop, and it's just an example. You are out there, you went to shop, and you you suddenly met a, an old friend that's a, a female. But you, you I know you maybe you wanted to surprise your wife by doing shopping that day, but you yeah. spent more time just with that girl. <laughs> And another person just text you, your husband is here. I saw how I saw him yeah, and I said, ah! <laughs> explain that thing. Wait. <laughs> Communication, my brother. Communication. <laughs> Underrated thing that I have seen so far. And mm. over time I learned that bruh, you need to talk. Don't you need yeah. to talk. I, maybe I won't save him money for one beautiful thing for two of you. And in, a, in, in your partner's mind, you may not be the best way to spend that money and that partner might be right but you are not seeing it and because you didn't communicate all of you now enter gutter because you don't know, you know buy car with the money you buy flower <laughs> so they, that's the kind of stuff but it is where go yeah. Amen, amen. Wow. I mean, I've, I've learned so much from both of you. Like, thank you so, so much. Yanu, thank you so much, Faithful. Like, opportunity. Also, I've also learned so much from this conversation. Yeah, actually. I know, right? <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah, so. Thank you so. I I know a lot of listeners out there will be blessed. I am. I've been blessed already. Basically, like it has going to. It's going to reshape my mind, my thinking, my everything about relationship and all of that. Thank you so yeah. much. God bless you so much. So much. Thank you yeah. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.